This mission is going to lay out a very important rule with regards to what one can do with Schmitta produce. We've already hinted to this in the previous parak, but over here the mission will really set out the rules. And just like the previous parak began with the words Klal Godol, a great important rule, so to this parak begins Klal Godol on Bashvias, the Chachom said another very important rule with regards to Schmitta produce. Anything, any produce which is specific and set aside for humans to eat, so regular food, you're not allowed to use that in order to make some sort of bandage for a person. They would make a bandage out of lots of different plants and add some substances to it. And since this thing is designated for eating, you can't now use it for healing purposes because you're not using it in the regular manner. And because the Torah says that it's l'ochla, it's for eating, if you use it in a way which is not for eating, then that's considered like wasting it, which is of course forbidden. And needless to say, it's also forbidden to use this as a bandage for animals, because if you can't use something which is set aside for humans to eat, if you can't even use that for humans for another purpose, then certainly you cannot use it for animals for another purpose, and therefore you would not be able to use it as a bandage for an animal either. Continues the mission of anything which is not specific for a human to eat. So, for example, animal food. So, animal food, you are actually allowed to make a bandage for a person made out of substances which are usually eaten by animals. And the reason for this is because the Pasuk which says that Shemitah produce is for eating, the word before is lochem. It says lochem for you to eat which implies that something which is designated for humans to eat, so you have to use that for eating and not another purpose. But something which is not even a set aside for humans at all, so you can use that for non-eating purposes for a human being, and therefore healing purposes, for example, you would be able to use animal food. But you cannot use it for a bandage or for healing purposes for an animal, because since it's set aside for an animal to eat, and the Torah says, for your animal, and then it goes on to say, it's for eating, which implies that something which is fit for animals to eat have to be eaten by animals, as opposed to being used for a different purpose for animals. And therefore you would not be able to use it as healing purposes for animals, because in terms of the animal, you're doing something irregular, and therefore it will be forbidden because it's considered wasting that Schmidt of produce. And now we've got a third category, and that is anything which is not designated specifically to be human food or animal food. And this means that it's something which really it could be animal food or human food, or it could be neither. It depends on what the intention and what the designation is. And the Mishnah, at the end of this Mishnah, will give a couple of examples of those types of food. But the Mishnah says, If you thought about it and you planned when you gathered it from the ground, you had the intention that you'll use it for both human food and for animal food. So in that situation, we place on that produce the stringencies of human food, and the stringencies of animal food. So we already saw that the human food is strict in the sense that you cannot use it for healing purposes even for people. So that's the stringency which applies to human food. And the stringency which applies to animal food is the fact that you're not allowed to cook it. Because animal food is very rarely cooked. Animals eat raw food. So for you to cook it would be doing it irregularly 
which is considered wasting it, and therefore you would not be able to cook this produce. On the other hand, if when you gather this from the ground, you had the intention to use it for wood, then Harihuka eats him, it's considered like wood, and that Shemitah does not apply to it. It does not have the sanctity of Shemitah produce, because as we explained a couple of times already, the benefit gained from wood comes once it's no longer wood. Only once it's totally burned up and it's turned into coal, that's when you gain from it. But something which has Kedushas Peir Shavius, the benefit has to come at the same time as it's used up. And now the Mishnah gives a couple of examples of things which could be used either for wood or for f- human food or for animal food. Kagain has Kurnis. These are different types of hyssop plants, and they're not really designated to be either human food or animal food or for wood, but it's really up to the person who uses them. And they can be used for any, as we have explained. Mishnah base. This Mishnah really clearly illustrates what one is allowed to do with Shmita produce. Shavius Nitna La'achila. Shmita produce is given for eating. You're allowed to eat Shmita produce, and as well as that, for the Shseer. Also for drinking Shmita produce with a Sicha, and also for anointing Shmita produce on one's body. They would often rub oil on their body in those days to keep it soft, or for beauty purposes. And the reason for these three things is, of course, you can eat Shmita produce, because the Torah explicitly says, L'Ochla, it's for eating. You also have to drink it, because drinking is considered like eating. It's also consuming it via the mouth. And rubbing substances on your body, it's learned from Psukim elsewhere that that is considered like drinking it. So because you're allowed to drink Shmita produce, you're also allowed to rub Shmita produce, the liquids, onto your body. However, the Mishnah adds a condition. You're only allowed to eat something which it's regular to eat. And this also means that you have to eat it in the regular way. So if, for example, a vegetable, a certain vegetable is always eaten cooked, you're not allowed to eat it raw. Now there's also a leniency which is brought out in this point, and that is that something which is very bad quality, let's say, or the food's gone rotten or something, even though in general you're not allowed to waste Schmitter produce, if this produce is not really fit for eating regularly, and people would generally throw this away, you are allowed to throw it away, even though it's Schmitter produce. And the mission continues, You can only rub substances on your body if those substances are regularly rubbed on one's body. And therefore, you can't rub wine or vinegar on your body, because that's set aside for eating, not for rubbing on your body. But you would be able to rub oil on your body, because that was usual. Oil is something which is set aside for both rubbing on your body and for eating. But it's still considered a regular use if you rub it on your body. And says the Mishnah, Everything we've said so far in this Mishnah would apply to Truma, which is the gift which goes to Kohanim, and also to Maiseshani, which is 10% of one's food, of one's crop that year, which he needs to bring up to Yerushalayim and eat over there. And the reason for this is because the Torah says, you shall eat truma, and you shall eat my sashani. They're for eating, which implies that you can only eat them in the regular way as well, and you can drink them as well, because drinking is like eating, and you can rub it on your body, because that's like drinking. But again, you have to do it in the regular manner. Now, the Mishnah adds that even though they're similar, Shmita, Truma, and Maiseshani, Kalmehem Shavius. Shmita produce is the most lenient because there's another use which you're allowed to do with Shmita produce which you're not allowed to do with Truma and Maiseshani. Now, what is that? Shenitnullah had Lokasaner because it's also given for lighting a lamp. You're also allowed to use Shmita oil for the sake of having light. The reason being that even though it's not like eating, it is like eating in the sense that the benefit which is gained from the lighting of that oil occurs at the same time as the oil is being used up. Just like when you eat food, the benefit from the food is as you eat it up. And in that way, it's similar to eating. 
However, this only applies to Shmita, not to the other two types of produce, the Truma and Maisesheni, because the Posuk with regards to Shmita produce says an extra word, Tia, and because that word seems extra, it comes to include another case which is similar to eating. Mishnah Gimel, a number of the Mishnahs in the previous Perek discussed the prohibition to do business with Shmita produce. And we learned there that if you sell something in a non-business-like way, for example, if you bought it for yourself and then you decide that you don't actually need it, so in that case, you are allowed to sell it on to somebody else. We're going to see in this Mishnah that even in a case where you are allowed to sell Shmita produce, you have to do it in an unusual way. In order so that there's a recognition that this is not a regular sale, you're selling Schmitter produce, and therefore in Mochrin Peyashavis, one is not allowed to sell Schmitter produce, labor midah, neither by measure, you can't say I want that much of a certain produce for labor mishkal, nor with weight, you can't weigh it exactly and then sell it to him. For labor minion, you can't even give him an exact number, rather you've got to give it to him in a very rough way. An approximation. This means you'll end up selling it very cheaply because you don't want to overcharge him and it's only not an approximation. And by selling it cheaply, cheaper than usual, that is a clear recognition that this is different to a regular year's produce. Furthermore, says the Mishnah, even though figs are generally sold by weight, so you might think that if you sell figs by number, you say I want 10 figs, let's say, you might think that's considered an unusual way, but says the Mishnah, it's not considered unusual enough, and therefore v'leite eni b'minyan, you can't even sell figs by number, v'le yorok b'mishkal, nor can you sell vegetables by weight, even though that is not the usual way to sell vegetables, but that's still not considered a big enough difference from usual, and so you cannot use any form of measurement, rather you should give it to him as an approximation. Now Bishamai take this a step further, and Bishamai mean Bishamai say Afleagudois, you can't even sell produce in bundles. You can't tie them together, because even the way it looks needs to be different, so that it's clear that it's not a regular sale like it would be in other years. However, Hillel say, and they agree with Bishamai that even the appearance of the produce needs to be different, so you can't just bundle them up. However, there's an exception according to Bishilel. And that is that produce which is regularly bundled up in the way that people would bundle up food for home. So it's bundled up in a much less professional way. There are certain produces which were bundled up like that. So then you're allowed to bundle them up in that way and then sell them in the marketplace. But all other produce which is bundled up in the proper way, in the professional way in the marketplace, you would not be able to bundle up because that's a totally regular way of bundling produce. But something which is anyway bundled up in an unusual way, and a less professional way, those things you would still be able to bundle up in the normal way, because their normal way is not so regular. Kogona creation venates a cholov, for example, these two plants, which even when they were sold in a regular year, they were bundled up in an unprofessional way. So that type of bundle you would still be able to sell during Shmita. The halacha is that if somebody buys Shmita produce, whether he is allowed to buy it or even if he's not allowed to buy it, the money used to purchase the Shmita produce also gains the sanctity of Shmita produce. So you would not be able to waste that money, for example. And the mission tells us that one who says to a worker, here is this Isar for you, and Isar is a type of coin, and gather for me a Shmita vegetable today. So he's paying a worker and he tells him to gather a Schmitter vegetable for him. Now in this case we consider it as what's the money for? The money is not for the Schmitter produce. The money is for the time which the worker is going to spend on gathering it. So he's just paying the, the worker 
for the time spent, and that is certainly that is certainly permitted. Mutter, his wages permitted, and that money would not gain the sanctity of shmita produce. However, if the person tells the worker lakitli boy yark he adds in the word boy, so that means that he's telling him gather for me with it a vegetable today. So now he's saying that in return for this coin, you should gather a shmita vegetable for me. So in this case, we view it as if the vegetable which the worker will give him is in exchange for this money. And therefore, his wage is forbidden, and this doesn't mean he can't keep it. He can keep it, but it's got the Kedusha of Perishavir, so he has to eat it. Not the money, he has to spend the money on something else and then eat that. And he wouldn't be able to waste it. Basically, he has to treat that money as Schmitter produce. Continues the Mishnah. If somebody buys a loaf of bread which is worth a Pundiyain, he buys that loaf from a baker, and he doesn't yet pay for it, rather he says to him, When I gather up the vegetables of the field, then I'll bring you those vegetables, or I'll bring you some of those vegetables. Now notice he didn't say I'll pay you with those vegetables. Rather he took the loaf and he said, by the way, I'm going to bring you some vegetables. And as well as that, vegetables which grow in the field are very, very common. There are lots of them available, and for those two reasons, it's not considered to be payment. Number one, he didn't say it was payment. Number two, this is so readily available for anybody that he's not even considered payment. And therefore, Mutter, it's permitted to do this deal. He can take the loaf, he can give back the vegetables. That is permitted. It's not considered like business. And also, it's not considered like he's paying back a debt. Because we're about to see that it's forbidden to pay a debt during Schmitter. So the point of this mission is to show that it's not considered as if he sort of borrowed that loaf of bread and he owes him money for it, and then he gives him vegetables to pay for it. It's not a loan, rather we view it as if they're both giving each other free gifts, and not that it's in exchange for one another. And that's exactly what the Mishnah tells us now. Lokach and Menustam, if he took the loaf in the regular way, without paying for it, so what's the regular way of buying a loaf without paying for it? They'll pay for it later. So if you buy it with it from him and you say, I'll pay you later, or if that's the understood agreement, then He cannot pay him later from money of Shmita, or from Shmita produce. Why? Because One is not allowed to pay off a debt from money of Shmita, because that is considered like business. Buying something and then paying him later, that's a very business-like way, and therefore that would be forbidden, as the Mishnah explained.